Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another TalkSport Daily with me, Andy Goldstein, from, of course, Andy Goldstein Sports by Monday, Thursday, and Tempe. I know you know that. I'm just telling you in case you don't. Uh, we have another packed podcast for you, and it begins with the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show with Jordan Jarrett Bryan and Tony Cascarino. That's four people doing one show. Yesterday was a strange performance because... Chances created, very little, mm-hmm. especially in the first 45 minutes. The goal they conceded, Lindorf has got to win that header. If you're, if you're centre-half, you've got to go and win that ball. You know, that's just basics in defending. And, OK, Rashford missing a penalty. I, I was on the air yesterday, Jordan, and I said, I, didn't, I thought the hysteria over Pogba missing a penalty at Molyneux was way wrong, way over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashford is relatively new to taking penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, his first penalty was against PSG last year. So it's not a regular penalty taker that's been in there for two, three, four years, Jordan. So um, I was surprised, yes, by the result. I guess I wasn't surprised because in the first game, and I got battered for saying this against Chelsea, I didn't think United were that good. You used the word clinical there. I yes. think they were clinical, but yeah. I don't think they were good. And I think the performance of, of, of that game, albeit the first game of the season, mm. showed me that this isn't this is this, there's there's problems here. So I wasn't overly surprised that I guess I was surprised they lost the game, but I wasn't i didn't see the result and think, oh wow, where did that come from? No. Did, do you know what I mean? Well, I think obviously we look at Palace's start as well, which has been indifferent. Mm-hmm. You know, that they, they, they didn't really get I mean their performance at Sheffield United there was no indication there that they were going to go to Old Trafford and go and get a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right, as in what United were in the first game, because they weren't superb and it wasn't all flowing and they didn't... Chelsea had, gave them problems in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there is a, a deeper issue at Man United. I do feel that there's... Ollie's battling to try and find a way of playing that some way replicates Liverpool and City. And... You can look at Chelsea yesterday and you could probably go, well, Lampard's trying to introduce pace into his team. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Daniel James has come into United, added pace. I think, the, uh, I mean, I'm saying that, Lukaku's quick, was quick as, you know, he's a strong, quick runner, Lukaku. Get on the back or on the side of a centre-half, he's going to probably win most battles. But generally, he's tried to make United more free-flowing. Mm-hmm. And yesterday in the first 45, they certainly weren't that. I'm Jim White and this is TalkSport Daily. Next up was uh, one of my least favourite shows on TalkSport, not because of its content, it's because, of course, it's presented by a man who stole my job on Soccer AM when my wife was seven and a half months pregnant and we just moved into a new house and we've got a massive mortgage that we had no chance of paying had I lost the job, which, of course, Max took. 
Anyway, this is Barry Glendenning's warm-up with some fella. A quick game of Carl House, Barry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, amazing. You weren't banned after your Roger Bannister last week, but I've had two shockers in a row. Yeah, this really yeah. bad start okay. to the season. It's Stoke-esque. It is. Anyway, fingers crossed. Here we go. John Chadozi. Gosulumbik. Boncho Gwenchev. Phil Starbuck. Paul Goddard. Paul Telfer. Mike Milligan. Guy Butters. Chris White. Phil Stamp. Chris Fairclough. Rodney Wallace. France Carr. Ian Wone. Mickey Jin. Ian Olney. Mustafa Hadji. Yusuf Chippo. John Polston. Ian Snowden. Kevin Scott. Ian Ormondroyd. Craig Forrest. Jason Dazelle. Chris Kiwomia. Nigel Callaghan. Ian Culverhouse. I am tentatively going to put it out there. Did I double... That you might have double Kiwomia'd. I didn't double Kiwomia, did I? Did you Kiwomia at all? Or... Maybe a double Kiwomia or a re-Kiwomia. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm happy to stand corrected if I'm wrong. Okay, uh, well, we'll check it on the VAR. Did I double kill one year? If I did, I apologise. Otherwise, I just thought it was a gritty uh, but solid performance and a, a third win in a row. But you put up a stern uh, I didn't test humiliate there. No, you didn't. No, nobody should walk off the pitch embarrassed. It was a good game. There you go, the wonderful Barry Glendenin and whatever his name is. Bring back Lovejoy is what I said. Uh, next up, of course, the Sunday exclusive with Mark Saggers and Ray Houghton. Meaning, of course, there was lots of, no, I won't shut up. Chelsea, first of all. Yeah, much needed, Mark. They needed it. Yeah, they? they really did. You know, When you think what's happened to them recently, they've played some good football, no reward for the return. I mean, the first half against Leicester the other week, they were by far the better team. And then the second half, Leicester really came out and played very well and maybe could have even went on to win it. Um, so they needed a win. And they're up against a Norwich side that uh, won their last game at home against Newcastle convincingly. So they were on a high going into the game. So it was um, a big win for them. Have a look at the front three. You know, Abraham, Pulisic and, and Mount. I mean, age-wise, very, very young. So, as, as we just said there from Tammy, when you're saying, look, with Frank, you, you know, he'll put you in and he'll back mm. you. Uh, and that is important you, at the moment. You can see that confidence, can't you? Because uh, Abraham, of course, had that earlier opportunity, didn't he, against Manchester? Was it against Manchester United? Yeah, when, when he, he hit the post, he post yeah. early on as, uh, yeah. on that one. Here, there's no thought about that. It doesn't have to worry about that. Good management during the weeks from uh, from Chelsea's boss Frank Lampard, and there he is, double strike. Well, and Mason Mount he, as well this time on. Time. Well, Mount's the one at the minute. Everyone keeps telling me how well he's playing. He had an outstanding season last year for Derby when he went out on loan. Uh, this time he's he's grasped the opportunity that's been put in front of him. 
scored in his last couple of games. Everyone tells me energy wise, absolutely brilliant, can get around the pitch, and it's something that you know Chelsea. If you think of who who wasn't playing yesterday, I'm just you know there was no. William, no Pedro. These are the players that have been in there. No Giroud. You know, he's gave the youngsters their opportunity up front and they've got the, the three points that they needed. Just look at the table. I mean, there's a lot of teams on four points at the moment. You know, Liverpool mm. on nine and then Arsenal on six and below that, there's a lot of teams that are currently on four points and Chelsea are one of them without, you know, getting that little bit of luck, if you like, and, and people been a little bit critical of where they are but actually I've, I've quite enjoyed watching them I think some of the football they've played under Frank and the three league games that they've played has been has been encouraging and of course if we're doing a podcast about Sunday the 25th of August we have to include England's incredible Ashes victory which was played out on TalkSport 2 if you've not heard it or seen it well you need to see it or hear it but just ever so briefly lots of people are going oh Ben Stokes should get knighted no he's a cricketer he did his job well done, you hit the ball with the bat. That's what you're paid to do. You don't get knighted for doing that. You get knighted for winning a treble, Stokesy. Up your game, son. Up your game. And it's hit away for more! England have won this match in the most extraordinary circumstances. They were all out for 67 in their first innings. And they have come back and achieved their biggest ever run chase in a fourth innings. They've never got close to this before in the 140 years of Test Match cricket. And they've been dragged there by Ben Stokes. 135 not out. But Ian Botham in 1981, Reed Ben Stokes, 2019. We've had another miracle at Headingley. Ben, um, I was alive and watched the Botham one on the telly. I never thought I'd see another one. How does it feel? Incredible, to be honest. I can't believe, you know, where the state of this game where we were after getting bowled out for 60 to end up winning it. Phenomenal feeling. Um, unbelievable. You know, there's some heavily, there's some really crucial moments in that game. Ruti and Dennis' partnership set it up for, uh, for us to go out and, and try and chase it down today. And Jack Leach at the end. You know, that'll be the most important balls in his test career that he's ever going to face. And he did it in, you know, there's a serious amount of credit has got to go to him as well for, for having the balls to stay in there and, and get in line with the ball and make sure he kept it out. And, you know, I knew what I had to try and do, but, you know, as a number 11 batsman to, to be able to do that for 45 minutes, um, you know, he's played a massive part in that as well. What was going through your head towards the end when there were misrun outs? Everything was going on. I mean, I, I, to be honest, when they got into 10 is when everything started getting nervy. Because, I mean, they still needed 50, you know. It was... <laughs> they're still in their favour. Um, but, yeah, to be honest, when they got into 10, they got a little bit nervy. I wasn't quite sure what to do if I keep on trying to go. But, um, yeah, when Leach started running down and brought, I was in a Monty Panasar, as I just said, up in the dressing room like Cardiff. Oh, my word. That bit, Yeah. But, you know, when I hit that ball and, you know, I knew I got it in the gap to win the game. Unbelievable feeling. And World Cup final in this in six weeks. Where do you go from here? Well, we've got to go to Manchester. You know, we've managed to bring the series back with a chance of us still to win. And, you know, all this will be forgotten about in a couple of days. And it's all about preparation in, in Manchester. So... Um, yeah. I can tell you that it won't be forgotten about. This is one of the most amazing I was there moments for cricket fans. And on that, how important were the crowd today? 
Amazing, uh, incredible. Even when you know when we still need a 70, every boundary, every dot ball that was getting played out, they were phenomenal throughout the whole day. You know, we know we've got the best fans. We have incredible support all around the country. Barmy Army, everyone who comes, you know, wherever the test match is, comes and supports us. And, you know, they're just so loud and they just give the lads so much energy. You know, it was incredible. It was amazing. I had a tear in my eye when he got that winning run because of, of what he's gone through in the past two years. And to get to the position, you know, getting that position to hit the winning run was was frightening and phenomenal. But I, I, I remember during the World Cup and he was halfway through and Butler got out and I was still seeing on air, I'm still saying to people, this guy does not know what pressure is and he doesn't know when he's beaten. He proved that again today. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. It was a busy Sunday, which means it's a busy podcast, because straight after that was Simon Jordan's final word with Danny Kelly. We're talking about the final word in the show. The final word, the final two words, should be Ben Stokes. They should sure. be the final two words. But the, the format of our show leads to a, 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 an overview or a feature at the end of the show, which talks about something that's grabbed our attention during the week, right? And in this particular subject matter, it is unfortunately the recurring theme of racism that's coming across. Uh, environments like social media and singling out players of colour, which of course it would be if it's racism at its centre. And you know, and, and in this instance, it's two players from the same club. Whether it's two players in the same club or whichever club it is, is academic. The fact that it's here and it's you know existing is a troublesome matter. And I was reading an article um, by Oliver Holt, who is a brilliant journalist uh, in the Mail today, talking. I don't agree with all of Oliver's points, but talking about. Uh, the, the the culture of racism coming back into our game. And I have mixed emotions about it. And I, I do think that, that, that Oliver was conflating certain issues and talking about the lack of black managers in the game in the same breath as people shouting abuse at black players, I think is wrong. I think that's a conflation that should be t- they should be separated. But going to the point of the, the racist issues that are coming out, I do think the prisms have changed. 
I do think that the level of tolerance for any kind of comment about colour that could be towards the edges of racism, I'm not in any shape or form finding any excuse for it for any form of racism, but the prism has lowered and so it should, the bar has lowered, and also the channels for people to talk through have opened wider with social media. And we talk about this racial abuse of specifically high-profile players, in this instance being Paul Pogba and Marcus Rashford, but it isn't limited to just those guys. And we talk about it as it being football's problem. It isn't football's problem, it's society's problem. And Twitter is and social media isn't, at, isn't necessarily to blame for it. They are the gateway for it. And where... Where, where this is going is the responsibility, or more to the point, the opportunity that football has to do something that society doesn't seem to have, which is have a zero-tolerance policy for this and find a method to bring the social media phenomenon to book. Because, l- let's be clear, you know, there will always be ignorance in society. You know, the idea that that Troy Townsend of the world can call football out and say that they're not doing enough, I think is slightly unfair because I think football clubs and football club owners have a zero-tolerance policy to any kind of abuse that they can control within the confines of their employ or within the confines of the individuals that come into their stadium through stewarding or policing. They'll have them out of the ground and they'll try and ban them. But in this instance... Jim White talks regularly about Twitter abuse that comes on. We get called names on, on Twitter from here. You, I, any presenter, they don't like something we say. right? And Jim's been on to Twitter and gone down there and seen this faceless organisation. Where I think there's a real opportunity, and I said it last week on a show, and I noticed that Phil Neville said it as well, mm. which is about the fact that the traffic that's being carried across social media is the lifeblood of it. And at the centre of a lot of the traffic is football. And I believe that if football really wants to stand against the idea that people can use social media to abuse some of the protagonists within it, then I think that football can use its unique power, its unique influence to rid the game of people like the Steve Dells of the world that are trying to profit from opportunities at at Bury, but more saliently in this particular example, to close down this window of opportunity, to pressurise the social media companies to do something they should be doing in the first place, which is take away anonymity. Take away, bring into transparency. Let people have their say. If they want to have these foul, rancid, you know, revolting views, then let them take the consequence of them and let them not have the anonymity. So in this final word, what I'm saying is that I think that the clubs themselves have now got to get serious about this social media phenomenon and say basically if there isn't some response from the Twitters of the world that might be Delaware-based faces organisations from America that you make huge amounts of money, or whether it's Facebook or whatever we're talking about, I would wager to bet, because there's already dialogue starting to happen, that if the FA and if all the elite clubs in the Premier League say we are removing our social media presence, that you'll start to find some interaction from these social media companies to put a stop to these ghastly little turds that feel it's appropriate to be able to abuse somebody because of the colour of their skin. And finally, onto a show that last season and the season before and the season before was called Danny Kelly's Transuro Express. And now, because Danny's not there, it's called the Transuro Express with me, Andy Goldstein. I mean, just put it the other way anyway. I, of course, were joined by two experts, and they are experts in Kevin Hatchard and Andy Brassel, and we spoke European football, obviously. Breaking news that talks about, we understand here that Victor Wanyama is currently in Bruges or on his way to Bruges, possibly signing for Club Bruges for around about 10 to 15 million pounds, depending on 
um, performances, etc. Tell me more about that, Andy. Well, they, 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 Tottenham fans, they've been through the Moussa Dembele departure, which was uh, painful enough. I'm not suggesting this will be quite as painful. Uh, but it's sad, isn't it? Because Wanyama's a player who certainly had his moments for Spurs. But injuries have just really made it impossible for him. And, and, and Spurs have moved on. So uh, Brugger get a headline signing for what they hope will be a, a Champions League campaign. They're one half a qualifier away from being able to do that. Second legs of, of, of the playoff round uh, uh, this week. And um, this this should help drive them forward. And of, of course, they hope to retain the, the Belgian title as well. Well, just going back to the Victor Wanyama thing, do you think it is a problem? I know Pochettino has said many a time, well, I say many a time, twice he's been interviewed after the game so far, three times now. That he's, I feel he's got a problem with our window being shut and they're still open. Do you think that foreign clubs might possibly take advantage of the fact that ours is closed and theirs is, is open? Or do you think that it's more difficult for them to sign a player who they know the club they're buying from can't replace them? Yeah, I think that's difficult. And I think the other aspect that's difficult is the English Premier League clubs have got way more money than any, anyone else. You know, it's something we've seen again and again this summer. You know, maybe in previous years, before he got injured, um, Bayern would have been able to sign Leroy Sané. But now that's a huge deal for them. It's, it's basically a club record deal for them. They're going to have to pay a club record fee, huge signing on fee, massive wages that are up towards or even maybe beyond their their ceiling. So it's very difficult for even the biggest continental clubs mm. to, to to get something done. Although we'll see what happens with Christian Eriksen over the next little we'll while. We'll talk about Eriksen as well in just a moment. But let's you mentioned their big money moves, Neymar, Barca, Real, Real, Neymar, loan deal, not loan deal, player going one way, Dumbele. Where are we at with this? Is it is it going to happen first, do you think, in this window? Well, the talk in France has been recently that maybe it's moving back towards some kind of reconciliation and Neymar staying put, simply because it's such a difficult deal to do. Barcelona have tried a number of configurations. They wanted a loan fee initially and then an obligation to buy in the following season just to make the finances work. There was talk about them including Coutinho. That's not going to happen now because he's gone to Bayern Munich. There's talk of Dembele, but I think there's still he's injured for a start. And also, I think, even though he's a prominent French international, there is still trepidation about his professionalism, his injury record. And so, Barcelona haven't been able to come up with the kind of deal that PSG wants. And nobody else has come in so far with anything that would tempt them to part company as well so unless that happens I still don't know if Real can actually get that deal done it looks like he's not going anywhere well that's it for another podcast you think I hope you've enjoyed it and well done for downloading it if you haven't pressed subscribe yet do so because uh, by doing so, you can wake up whatever time. Even if you've got like, two minutes, you go, oh, I've got to have a shower, I've got to run out, I've got to feed the dog, I've got to get the kids. It doesn't matter. You can do all that in seconds. But the main thing is you'll have this podcast waiting for you on your MP3 or your iPad or your iPhone or whatever, your walkie-talkie, whatever you're taking with you when you walk out the door. Anyway, thanks as always for downloading. Remember to listen to me and the fun boy tomorrow night and every night, Monday to Thursday, used to be Friday, now Monday to Thursday, not bitter, from 10 p.m. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.